Hello guys and welcome. So I am just going to dive right in. I don't even know if I'm going to record an intro to this. So if you hear one, yay me. Um, if not, I'm sorry. I actually did a poll on my Instagram to my stories um, and my followers and I asked like when I relaunched this podcast, I was going to do like a cute introduction, a cute like getting started. Um, but I've, I just have so much to say and I've been taking notes for months and I'm finally able to have the creative space to sit down and kind of create these episodes. And I don't even feel compelled to like do a get to know me episode anymore. Um, so that might come later for those of you who haven't like heard my story or know who I am. But I just felt so on fire and compelled to just jump right in. And every single person who responded to the poll on my stories said the same thing. They're like, just dive right in. Of course, those people probably have a better idea of who I am um, since they're following me on Instagram. But anyways, I am so excited that they agreed with me and just allowed me to jump on in. And I want to talk to you today about something that is so important um, to me, not just to me, but probably to most of you, or maybe you haven't even thought of it. But I feel like I have a lot of experience in this arena and I'm sure once you listen to this those of you will probably be like oh well yeah me too but it's not something that we ever really think about ahead of time or at least most of us may not but in hindsight it's like gee I really wish I came prepared for this and so today's episode is about preparing for impact so what does that mean Preparing for impact is basically being prepared. It means planning and foreseeing and trying your best to get ahead of the game, right? Because most of the time in life, it's going to happen. Like we always say, oh, life happens. But the truth is, is that it's inevitable. It's the universal law of um, seasons, right? Like we might have a winning season and we'll have a losing season. We'll have ups and be on the mountaintops and we'll have valleys and be in the depths. But a lot of us don't really want to think about that. Um, and specifically because you guys know that I love this, speaking of finances, now, I know what you're thinking. You don't want to think about that right now. It's so hard to plan ahead, but this just isn't finances, you guys. It is legitimately everything. It is just a universal law, the way of the world, that everything ebbs and flows, right? Two steps forward, one step back. Um, maybe you have five steps back and then one step forward. That's just how life happens. And it's not a chance of if something happens. It's more of a when it will happen. And I really want to encourage you to think about it this way. The more that you expect the unexpected, the better off you'll be in relationships and business and finances. So if you get really good about thinking and planning for the unexpected, now this does not mean anxiety, but it just means preparation, you will be better off. So in regards to finances, because that is my area and my love of expertise. Um, so I don't know how many of you all listen to Dave Ramsey. I know that he's kind of a controversial figurehead, but if you guys know him, you know that he preaches about the 12 baby steps, right? So the first baby step for those of you all who don't know is putting a thousand dollars in your emergency savings fund. This is first for 
for a reason. Not pay off debt, not start saving money, um, you know, for big purchases, none of that stuff. It is simply this $1,000 that you set aside in an account that you don't know is there, you don't touch it. It is strictly for preparing for impact if something happens. So there's a reason that this is like that, you guys, because again, it's not if something happens, it's when, okay? It's totally inevitable. So I hate to break it to you, but cars rack up mileage, right? They need maintenance. Things deteriorate. People get sick. Appliances die. Dogs need the vet. These are seemingly normal things, but most people don't even think about the fact that when it happens, you have to somehow pay for it. You somehow have to have that money. And if you don't, then you're what are you doing? You're racking up credit card debt. You're borrowing from friends and family. You're unprepared. But these aren't shockers. This is totally life. And I think the biggest shock of them all, because if you're not preparing for these little things, you're definitely not going to be prepared for impact when global pandemics hit, right? Um, so I think that in the last 10 years especially, um, well, probably 12 from the time I unexpectedly found out that I was going to be a mother, um, I've been pretty good at having some quite um, a big life shocks, right? Um, and so the pandemic was probably one of the big ones for a lot of us, especially those people who maybe worked in the service industry, the restaurant industry, or like myself who were self-employed, which was a huge one. So basically, now that we're living through this history, there should be no excuse not to be prepared because legitimately anything could happen. None of us could have predicted this. None of us could have predicted, you know, this huge worldwide event that just all threw us for a loop and knocked us on our butts and just totally caught us off guard, right? Um, so just in my life in 2019, I actually had um, a custody case brought against me. I had to unexpectedly hire a lawyer. Um, and my dad had just had a heart attack the summer before. And my dad is my business partner. And so we were really kind of, you know, on thin ice and really looking out for his health and his mental well-being so he wasn't stressing. Um, and then obviously 2020 came and it was totally unlike anything that we had prepared for. And it really, really affected my business. I own a direct mail and printing company and a lot of our clients are other small businesses businesses, other restaurants, um, other nonprofits, events, things like that. And obviously none of that stuff was going on, especially in the beginning of 2020. So we were terrified. I went several months without a paycheck on top of, you know, paying my lawyer, worried about my dad, and really our only saving grace. I don't know if y'all in business have ever heard about the 80-20 rule, but um, a lot of businesses run off of the 80-20 rule, which means they make 80% of their sales and 20% of their time. And my business happens to not be an exception to that. Our political years are huge, especially general election years, which 2020 happened to be. And really that was our only saving grace. Um, we had a big chunk of business in the middle of the year in June because unlike the small business, businesses shutting down, politics did not stop. Uh, and for that, for once, I was grateful because I had a bunch of political mail come in and stuff like that. That kind of helped keep us afloat. And then in the general election, we had tons and tons of business. So 
um, for about six to 12 weeks, sometimes longer. My dad and I would work 80 to 100 hours a week. Sometimes we would shower, eat, and sleep at the office. Like there was, there was no other option. And especially this year, we we felt a huge sense of desperation and urgency to be there because that, you know, most years, election years, it already is our lifeblood, but especially in 2020 when we had lost so much business, we had to be there. And to be honest, I, for once, selfishly, wasn't even thinking about my dad's health. I was like, I have to keep a roof over my child's head. Um, and so we were just working and um, we live in Oklahoma. And this year, uh, among the pandemic, among the elections, in our very, very busiest week, Oklahoma had the most historic ice storm that we have ever had. And it like totally just wrecked our city. Um, I know some people are still suffering the effects of that. Their houses, pipes burst down in the south. We are not made for that kind of weather. I think we had something like 10 or 15 days below freezing. It was just insane. Um, our city main water breaks broke like and burst. It, I mean, it was crazy. And so it left us on the busiest week of our entire two years, not just year, but two years without electricity at my office. It was so frustrating because we could drive down the street and we could see people with electricity but we did not have it. Um, and so we were very, very frustrated, but we knew we couldn't give that business away. There was no other businesses that were doing what we did. And so we recruited generators and people to go haul us and bring us gas. Um, and we set up shop in the freezing cold without electricity, running our computers and our printers and lights. No, no room for, uh, no spare room for heat to be involved in that. And we worked our 16 and 20 hour days off of generators and headlamps and lots and lots and lots of layers of clothes. So I just want to, that's just like painting a picture of how my 2020 went and I'm not over yet, but I just wanted to give a little bit of a side note, you guys. Some of us, and there are a lot of people out there, don't have the luxury or benefits to take leave of absences or unemployment or disability or anything like that, okay? Um, some of us don't have the luxury to just stop and take off work and still get paid. Um, some of us still have to work and we are still paying taxes, okay? So I know that there's a lot of people that just got to like, you know, take time off and just still get paid somehow or, you know, take unemployment. I, I'm so thankful that it's there for the people that need it and couldn't still work, but I, I don't have those benefits being self-employed. And so I had no choice. I had zero choice but to figure it out. To figure it out somehow. And I know that no matter what, I am blessed and privileged and lucky enough that I would have been okay, right? Like, I have an amazing family unit. I have amazing friends. Like, my child and I will never want for nothing and be homeless. Um, but there's a chance I could go into debt. There's a chance that I could default on my home loan and lose my house. You know, I those aren't out of the realms of possibility for me, and I don't want that. And so I, you know, grit and determination sometimes you just have to suck it up. And, you know, I, I've seen uh, a lot of people saying 
the government should have done more, big corporations should have done more, small businesses should have done more. I don't know about you guys, but I am totally sick of the blame game. Part of the preparing for impact means taking personal responsibility for yourself, for your family, for your life, for your finances. And obviously, I'm not saying that the, you know, the help that had been given, the aid that had been given was unnecessary, but I also know that with that comes kind of like a prison, right? Uh, if you're accepting mo money and funds and all these things from government, then you kind of also have to listen when they say, hey, you have to shut your business doors. And I never, ever want to live in a scenario where tens of thousands of small business owners are told by the government that they have to shut their doors. I don't want to do it. I know that a lot of people may might not understand that, but I think that there are a lot of us out there that would. And I know that there are several of you probably listening to this that have created a life or created a business that is online that wasn't affected by this, that we're still able to keep on keeping on. And I am so thankful for you and I'm so thankful for that. And that is why I have been thinking and my brain has been turning about all these different things in the last year about how I never want to be reliant on the fact that someone else can just literally with the stroke of a pen or a hand or a phone call just shut me down and my business not be able to stay open. My doors legitimately have to close. I follow this gym in New Jersey that, um, that, you know, they're following CDC protocols, but they still got shut down and they're still in court fighting this because they got fined so much money per day um, because they, you know, they were told that they had to shut down by the government and they were like, no, I'm not shutting the doors to my business. And they thought it was ludicrous that the government should be able to say, I know this is your livelihood, but you can't make money right now. And it was just beyond them that that could happen to them. But that was so many people's reality. And I don't know about you, but it scares the ever-loving crap out of me. And I'm not trying to make this political about um, the virus and health and everything like that. I know there was methods to the madness, okay? But I'm strictly saying... I don't want to be dependent on that anymore. Now that I know that that can happen, I never want to be put in that situation ever again. So anyways, side note over, shortly after um, election season, and the election was what, November 6th or something in 2020, um, just a week before Christmas, my dad had his third heart attack. And I, again, just felt this huge shift in my life where I laid awake crying thinking how hard we worked and whether or not that had an impact, a negative impact on his health. Um, I, you know, I blamed myself thinking like I should have just worked harder. I should have sent him home. I wish I could have done this. And again, my whole life was just thrown for a loop. And I remember laying there thinking like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And I look back, of course, with my 2020 goggles, um, hindsight is 2020, not the year 2020 in this instance, and I look back thinking, like, if I had only been more prepared, if I had had three to six months in savings, if I had known, you know, X, Y, Z was going to happen. Obviously, I didn't know X, Y, and Z was going to happen, but my mind went back to the things that I could have prepared to make this a little less severe 
of a blow. And I keep going back to finances, you guys, and that is going to be the common theme, mindset, gut health, and finances, wellness overall, really not just gut, gut health, but finances is going to be the overwhelming theme in all of this because I know I've done my research. It is the number one stressor of people and stress affects our health. There's no way around it. And if you can release a burden of stress in one area of your life, why aren't we doing it? Why are we not working to release that burden, to release that pressure, to release that stress in this area of our lives? I think a lot of us just have the mentality or society has been giving us this mentality. And, you know, Dave Ramsey says this all the time again, too. So I'm quoting him. I got to give him a little bit of credit. Why do we keep buying things we can't afford to impress people we don't even like? We're racking ourselves into debt. Um, for what reason? I, I I am just, it's just beyond me. And it, it does nothing but stress us out. It does nothing but make our lives worse. And, you know, especially in America, it is the new norm. It is the new norm, which makes me sick. I, you know, I remember having a conversation with a friend and, you know, they said, you know, there were tens thousand dollars in debt. And, um, someone else said, well, that's not that bad. That's like, that's, you know, a lot of people have more debt than that. And I remember thinking in the back of my head, why do we think that's okay? Why as a society do we think 10, 20, $30,000 in debt is just like no big deal. Like that's just, you know, a, you know, we just brushed it off our shoulders. Like it's nothing that still to this day just amazes me. If I had that much money in debt, which I have had before many times, I would be, I would, I would lose sleep at night. I would not be able to sleep at night. And I still have debt right now. And sometimes I lose sleep over it. I don't know where we figured out that this was normal and that this is fine and that this is okay. I don't know when we thought it was normal to have eight and nine and $1,200 car payments when we can barely afford a mortgage that much, right? Why is that okay? So what are we going to do about it? Okay, we're going to start living a new normal, a new normal where we know and where we live in a world that the last year that just happened to us, you know, it's been 18 months by now, that it can happen again, that if only we had been more prepared, then maybe it wouldn't have stung so bad. Do you know what I mean? So what are we going to do about it? We're going to start living a new normal, which means maybe stop living outside of your means. You know, figure out how to have just as much, if not more, paycheck left than month instead of month left to our paycheck. And that might look so different to so many people. Some of us are already living on the bare minimum and can't afford to cut any more costs, while some of us, um, you know, are living way beyond our means and buying things that we don't necessarily need or spending money on things or events or whatever that we you know, could definitely cut back on. So it's going to look different to different people. But I say the first thing that you can do is say, where can I cut back or where can I earn more? Okay. And those two things are going to be so crucial to your budget. And I promise you, if you don't think that you can cut back, I want you to take your last one, two, three months, six months is best of credit card or bank statements and categorize food, clothing, shelter, transportation, and then like your fun money, and then obviously your bill money, calculate it out into like 10 different categories and see exactly 
where my where you spent your money and how much money you spent. I guarantee you, if you don't keep a tight track on your finances already or a budget or know what category you spent or how much you spent and what category, you are going to be in for such a shock. Okay, and you're going to be like, oh my God, I could have been putting a hundred, five hundred, maybe even a thousand dollars back in savings. Okay, and you guys, this global pandemic is just the start. Think about divorce. Think about deaths in the family. Think about losing your health insurance unexpectedly. Think about getting fired from your job. Think about getting sick or getting in a major car accident and not being able to work for a year, if ever, again. What would you do? What would you do if the main income earner in your household was suddenly unable to work for six months or more? Would you be okay? Or would that totally turn your world upside down? I think a lot of us have had to answer that question more so in the last year than ever. But the fact is, is that it's possible for all of us, not just in a global pandemic. So my challenge to you without totally like getting completely into, you know, the every single line item invoice on your budget is seriously two simple things. Where can you cut back your expenses and how can you earn more money? Okay, and that doesn't mean that you have to go punch a time clock somewhere else. It could mean a lot of different things. You would be totally shocked at how people make their money nowadays. Money in abundance is all around us. We just have to find it. And sometimes that means cutting back on the things you're already buying so that your savings account can be in the abundance, right? Um and I know that it sounds silly to like go through this whole episode thinking like prepare for impact and only relating that to finances. But you guys, every life event that I have looked back on and have had happen to me that have totally caught me off guard, knocked the wind out of me, completely knocked me on my ass has been if only I had more money. If only I was more financially prepared for this. If only I could have taken off work for this. Or, you know, maybe you're like me and you're like rethinking your whole career path or what it is that you're going to do two, five, ten years from now because you don't want to be in a situation or a business industry or a job where you just get, your job just gets snipped, right? It is up to us and we totally have the capability. Sometimes we think we don't. It is up to us to be ingenuitive. Is that a word? To have ingenuity up to us to create a life that we want. If you're so sick of being stuck behind your desk nine to five or it's not creating the financial freedom that you want or more importantly, the time freedom that you want, figure it out. Figure it out. I went to a business conference this weekend and I they kept saying over and over and over again that when we were children, we were so creative. We have these vast imaginations and could come up with all these things and we thought anything in the world was possible. And somehow through society and in adulthood, we lose that. We think that the only way to live is to graduate high school, go to college, get a degree, sit behind a desk, pay your bills and die. I don't know about you guys, but I'm so sick of that mentality. And I hope the ingenuity 
from this last year and from our creative brains and from the leniency and from society not thinking everything has to be so type A that we can get past that. You guys, there are, again, just Google the ways that people can make money nowadays. It is insane. And it doesn't have to be something that's such a drag. It can actually be something you truly love. Or maybe you can find something that allows you the time freedom and the finances so that you can get your life back, so that you can enjoy your life. You know, maybe for you, this pandemic wasn't all about finances, but it you realize that it was about the time freedom and that you didn't want to be sitting behind a desk every day. You want to be working from home with your family and have time flexibility and want your employer to be more understanding. If that's what you want, then you don't settle anymore. And you know, employers are going to have to adjust like we always have. Businesses will have to adjust to what demands that we put on society. And the fact that we've gone so long with just allowing things to be the way that they are, that's not employers' faults. You know, they've gotten away with what they can, sure. But, you know, we have some personal responsibility in that arena, too. And I tell you what, the more personal responsibility you have and the more integrity you take with your business, the more your current or future employer is going to trust you to be able to give you that time freedom, that work freedom to work from anywhere and whatever freaking clothes you want. Um, or, you know, maybe you just realize it's time for a change and you want something else or you figured out how to pick up a side job where you only work a couple hours a week and you're able to stash that money in savings so that you and your family can have more peace. You guys, peace is priceless and peace looks so different to so many of us. And I hope and pray that after this year, you have figured out what your peace is and that you are willing to stop at nothing until you get that. But sometimes that piece means getting down and dirty and being gritty and doing the hard work and making the hard decisions and having sacrifices until you can get to that place of peace. And I know for me, after, you know, I'm working towards it. It'll be a long time, but I will never have another car payment again after I pay this car off because that's something that I just think is so stupid. I've had a car payment forever and ever and ever. And the one time that I did pay a vehicle off and didn't have a car payment for years and years and years, I was stupid and went out and bought another car with car payments because I wasn't saving my money. You guys, how dumb is that? Okay, so that's one of my things that I know is going to bring me peace. And the other thing that's going to bring me peace is having at least, at least six months of expenses in my savings account or in an account hidden away so that the event of something absolutely insane happening, because it's not going to be if, it's going to be when, that I won't have to lay awake at night wondering if I can take care of my family, if I can take care of my kid, if I'll have a roof over my head or I'll have to rely on the charity of other people or start a GoFundMe, heaven forbid, because I don't want to be dependent on someone else telling me what I have to do or wondering if I'm going to be able to provide for my family. And last but not least, I have realized that whether I can do it or not is irrelevant. I don't want to have another election season where I just look at my dad busting his butt like he's done for the last, you know, 50 years. Well, 
yeah, seriously, he's probably been working since he's 11 or 12. It's fine. Um, wondering if he's going to be okay or wondering if this is just going to, you know, stress his heart out, stress his body out. I'm not doing it anymore. I will not do it anymore. I refuse to do it anymore. And I tell you, once you get to that place of saying, I won't do this anymore, you'll probably find more peace and more determination to prepare for impact than ever. Because once you get sick of your own shit, and you can't do that until you take responsibility for it, by the way, you will have more determination than ever to prepare for impact. So just to recap, and I'm going to add a step in there because I just said it and I think that is so important. You have to take personal responsibility for your own life. We have got to start getting back to that as a society and quit looking to others to make everything right and to be dependent on and to come rescue and save us. I'm done with it, y'all. I am so done with it. Um, so take personal responsibility. Accept it first and foremost for your entire life. The more you start taking personal responsibility, the better off your life is going to be. When you realize that you have the capability, imagination, and um, ingenuity, again, I guess that's the theme, uh, to create your own reality, the quicker you're going to have a better life. So accepting responsibility and then preparing for impact, no matter what that looks like for you, get prepared for it, okay? Um, and again, in finances, that means looking where you can cut back or looking where you can earn more. So, ironically, this is way longer than most episodes that I have ever done. But like I said, I feel like I have a lot to say. I've been planning it out for a while. I would love, love, love if you could share this episode. If you could share um, it on my social media. I am at... Monica.Burgett and at Destination Freedom Podcast on Instagram. I'm going to be posting little clips of this and I would love it if you could share it. I know I have been out of the game for so long, but I am so excited to bring you all more content more regularly. And like I said, it's going to be, um, it's going to ruffle some feathers. I'm sure some of this, you know, made you a little uncomfortable or a little unsettled. And if it didn't, it's going to definitely make someone else. Um, but that's why I'm here, you know, and we're going to make waves and we are going to start reclaiming our lives. Okay. I think we all need that after this year. Anyways, thank you all again.